Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back. Welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. I'm your host, Travis Reed, and today I got a special guest, somebody I recently met who was a real cool brother. I appreciate him coming on the show. We met in Vegas at a Cosmopolitan network party. I was like, he's big time. So, you know, um, he came in with like the diamonds shining, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, I was, first thing I saw when I saw him, I was like, man, is Necklace is shining. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But please introduce yourself to the people. I mean, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Kenneth Griner. I actually go by KG. Um, yeah, like I said, I met Travis at the Cosmopolitan Hotel at a networking event. Uh, I wasn't trying to shine too bright. I was trying to keep up with everybody else. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, no, he was, uh, like I said, he was shining yours. If y'all ever want to take a pic, I have a picture of us up on my uh, on my Instagram page, and uh, yeah, he was shining. You know, what I'm saying you'll know exactly what he looks like in the picture. Like, oh, okay, it's the it's the dude shining. You know, what I'm saying, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but you know, we gonna get right into it. You know, what I'm saying, how did your uh, journey start? Basketball journey start? Man, uh, like most people, started at a young age. Um, I had an older cousin uh, named Brian, about 10 years older than me. He was so he was really into hooping. He kind of just put the ball in my hand, you know what I mean? I started working from there. He showed me all my skills and stuff like that. And I got caught on pretty quick, you know, as far as, like, my skill level and the talent. Um, so, yeah, it kind of took off from there, just playing, you know. So I played all the way through, of course, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, a little bit of college. Uh, just kept going from there. But, um, but, yeah, man, it was love at first sight for me, like most people, you know. Uh Fortunately, I didn't make it all the way through, but of course, you know, it still helped me to be who I am today, actually. Honestly. No, no, that's, I mean, people don't realize what the discipline is through sports and how how much discipline you have to have right. to play to play this game at any level, kid, you know, high school, adult, all that stuff. Did you, right. were, you in, were you interested in playing any other sports? Oh, football, man. Actually, oh. yeah. I was, a, I was a JV All-Star quarterback. You know what I'm oh. saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely, uh, definitely was big in the football, man. I played it all the way through simultaneously with basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I did play quarterback a little bit in high school. It was just one of those things, man. It was – I was kind of skinny. I had that basketball body, bro, so it wasn't <laughs> it was big for me, you know what I mean, keep going through with it. But uh, I did love it, honestly. I honestly just as much as basketball, so. I got you. So – Obviously, you grew up in the different AUs, but you grew up in the AU circuit uh, today. Was it was it as is crazy as it is now, or was it a little different where you where you come from? Or man, it was it was way different. So I think I feel like right now it's um it's a whole lot bigger now, man. Especially with how involved like these big name brands are. Uh, so back when I was coming up, you know, not to say my age or anything like that, you know, what I mean, getting getting kind of getting up there a little bit. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I was coming up around, like, the early 2000s, man. And, like I said, it was really just – at that time, it was really word of mouth. You know, there wasn't social media. It wasn't, like, big radio shows, podcasts, or anything like that. It was just straight mm-hmm. word of mouth. Like, this kid here is, <laughs> is killing it over here on this side. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, got, you met him. You know, like I said, but me coming from the South in Texas, I really played a lot of uh, teams from Texas, of course. It was, Texas wasn't, wasn't really known for basketball like it is now. 
um, Oklahoma, Louisiana, like the whole Southern region. I don't play all those players. Um, so beginning course, like East Coast, West Coast, I didn't see a whole lot of that. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so like I said, it was – AAU was way different. It's, it's a whole different monster now than what it was back then. Yeah, man. Like like you were saying, like there was no social media. You had to earn your name. So right. whatever name you had around the city, yep. you, you earned that name. You so, know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you I, – I would say like the – the person with the biggest name I ever played against growing up was a dude named Shea Cotton. Oh, that's a yeah. big name. <laughs> yes, I'm saying. So he was our group, you know what I'm saying? And like in California, right. it was we had a slew of dudes. We had Baron Davis, yeah. uh, you know, Shea Cotton, Paul Pierce, you know, Corey yeah. Benjamin. But like in our, you know, Jason and Jaron Collins, the twins. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, so like we had a slew of guys. But if you knew California basketball, it was Shea. Shea right, was right. here, and everybody else was kind of trying to catch up to him. See, for and, me, yeah, out here for me, it was more like um, before me a little bit was Kenyon Martin. Okay, okay, okay. It really, when it took off, though, was like uh, you had Chris Bosh. You had Darren Williams, Bracey Wright. Like, all those dark big nights started coming out. Mm-hmm. That's all I said. No, that's all I said. Man. Like, like you, Yours is good, like Chris Bosh, I guess. Like, yeah, like California, like I said, around that time, who was the main guy? Like, grow, while I was growing up, I saw Tracy Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, went to UCLA. He's the main reason. Main reason why I, you know, went to UCLA. Shout out Tracy Murray, Charles O'Bannon. You know, what I'm saying like those kind of guys that you know, Toby Bailey, you know, Chris Johnson. But like, you know, like yeah, like those guys. Like you say, Kenny Martin. I, I actually played against Kenny Martin in high school nice. when he was on that Texas team. Yeah. Um, he was dunking on everybody like that. <laughs> like he played in high school the same way he played in the NBA. Right. Dunking on dudes, hollering, you know. Ah, I was like, this dude is like six six, yeah. and he's just dunking on everybody. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was yeah. It was kind of like it was kind of sneaky in a sense. Like you didn't think he would get up like that. Like you know what I'm saying? And he just take off from pretty much anywhere outside like that box, and he just go off and and put you in at any time, any moment. Yo, man, you man, man. Like I said. He came out here and this they don't, I don't think they have the tournament no more. The thing called the NIT um right. in Long Beach. And he was just putting these putting niggas in the rim left and right. Just boom, boom. Like, <laughs> I was like, who is this dude? Right. You know what I'm saying? I saw him. That was the first time I saw him. I saw Steven Jackson for the first time. So yeah. Oh, Jack. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he from Texas too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I saw both of them. I was like, these niggas is real. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah Jack, Jack was a little bit. He was yeah. He was definitely older than me. But I remember like hearing his yeah. name. Watching yep. Mhm. Mhm. So uh, obviously, you played in the AU circuit in Texas and earned the name that you earned. So what high school did you go to, and why did you choose it? So man, I ended up going to. Uh, so I was at Hershey High School in Wichita Falls. I'm from a small city in Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about hours north of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hershey High School. I mean, it's the neighborhood, man. Like I said, I grew up in a, a neighborhood called Linwood. You know, born and raised. Uh, it's kind of where everybody went. You kind of just have to go there. You know, mm-hmm. an open system. Or if it was open at the time when it did change, um, I didn't have a ride like that, so I had to go to closest to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel you. My high school, man. It was definitely it was predominantly black, especially when it came to sports. Um, but like I said, all of our cultures were were white though. So around my time, it's kind of hard for them to kind of identify with us and kind of like hone our skills in a sense. It was more or less just go out there and just play to the best mm. of So um, that kind of hindered me in a little bit just because I was a – man, at that time, I was a, I was a shooter. 
And I was, right. I was shooting it from everywhere pretty much. But then I hit a growth spurt. So I'm 6'4", my junior year. And uh, me coming from a small city, they like, man, you need to play center. I was like, what? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm dealing with coming up in a small city. But uh, I mean, but you know, so I love it to death. It's like, uh, that's where I grew up, born and raised at. That's where all my mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, I actually was supposed to transfer to uh, to Lincoln, where Bosch was at. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I been like, I think I was, a, I was a year behind Bosch, so I was supposed to transfer there. But I mean, things didn't work out. Then I had a coach that was hating on me, saying he wasn't going to sign my transfer papers. So yeah, I had to deal with all that, man. Texas wow. is Texas is a different animal, bro. So like, <laughs> especially back then, it's a little bit lenient now, but back then it was it was wild. So no, nah, I got you, I got you. So you're being like, obviously, are you getting recruited by colleges or? Um, or you become a great player at your school. How did it, how did everything go? Yeah, so I mean, like I said, I was uh just going back to like the small city thing. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got a thing growing up, just being in a small city. So you know, what I'm saying just going from there, kind of had that hype behind me and stuff. Me and one of my uh, best friends actually, who was actually a lot better than me, he should he definitely should have made it. Um, but yeah, so going there, end up getting recruited by a few schools, um, a lot of Division two, Division three, a couple of D1 schools. Um, but like I said, man, come to find out, I had a coach that was throwing my letters in the trash, man. So, oh, man. Yeah. So we had coaches reaching out to us. It was like, you know, what happened? We never heard from you. So I had like this kind of like a bad rep in a sense, thinking I was just ignoring them, but it wasn't like that at all. Like, again, social media wasn't around, so they couldn't hit me on Twitter or anything like that. It was just straight mail. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so I ended up going to University of North Texas where I, um, I did, like, you know, try to walk on and everything. Okay, uh, okay. So the coaches from back home knew me, and they talked to the coaches at UNT for me. Um, that's why I said, to this day, I love Johnny Jones to death. He ended up leaving North Texas to go to LSU. Mm, uh, okay. Yeah, he kept it real with me from the day from day one, man. No judgment. And uh, yep. he kind of he understood me. And he kind of, you know, so he gave me the opportunity to be, you know, to be in that space. Then he always told me like the political side of it. That's where I get, really got to see that part of basketball, like the real mm-hmm. side of everything, how it works. So, no, put, yeah, yeah, he put me on game to that, and I was like, wow, okay, I never thought about that. I thought it was just if you're good, you're on the court. He was like, nah, bro, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I agree with you on that. I mean, the fact that you have coaches throwing away your letters and shit, like that ain't cool. Like that, that's just yeah, yeah, yeah man, that's crazy. All right, before before we get to college, what would you say your most memorable moment in co- in high school was? Uh, man, it had to be a time we played against a school uh, from Abilene, from Abilene, Texas. I want to say, I want to say I hit ten threes, right? Ten threes in a game. Mm. That was like my coming out party, like on board. coming out party. That's that's legendary. Ten threes. <laughs> yeah, that's like that was like it was just one of those games where you know it was like a doubt where it was just like oh he do a shoot and stuff like because back then it was just more about coming up. It was about dunking. Everybody wanted to dunk. Can you dunk on somebody? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying so. I was shooting, but I was like, man, I'm finna go and show you. Like I really can't do that. I really like that. So went out there and that was just one of those games where I was just feeling it. You know, and coach finally gave me the green light and. Yeah, that was like the most memorable for me. Okay, okay, okay. So what do you remember about, you know, obviously going to North Texas, what do you remember about your first year in college? Like what was the difference between college and high school for you? Ooh, that freedom, bro. <laughs> Man, that had to be that freedom on top because uh, 
my mom was a single mom, right? Okay. So, okay. And I was the only child at the time too. Right. So I had them, I had them shackles on me. Like it wasn't <laughs> you know, got to do, you know what I'm saying? Uh going to college first year, no curfew, all that, you know what I mean? So time mm-hmm. management was a big problem for me at first, that first semester for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I don't know anybody that ain't deal with that, bro, for real. Yeah. So that time management was on my ass at the beginning. So it was just like had to figure that out, buckle down and, you know, really figure out like, you know, what I'm doing with this. Cause this is, this is my future. So had to buckle down on that and be like, Hey, cause if I don't do it, I'm right back home. I'm on the couch or something like, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. buckle down and really just focus on that. Yeah. That's like I said, bro. Like that's, I remember my, we, we had to go to summer school before we went to, you know, school at UCLA, man. I remember I got two D pluses. My dad was like, nigga, you go funk out of school before the school even start. <laughs> I'm like, Right, oh, man. Like I passed the class, it's just like you know, I have to, you know, I got a D. I didn't get an F, oh, but I just man. got a D plus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can <laughs> have that, have that same thing. Actually, I'm like, I was pretty much a first generation, so I was just like, I'm just trying to pass. Like, you know what I mean? Like A, B, like none of that was like even on my radar. I was like, bro, but it came bite me in the butt though at the end of my sophomore year, and it was like time to declare for a major, and it was just like, yeah, you don't. Your GPA is trash. Like, and I was like, damn, I passed on my classes though. They was like, nah, you gotta do more than pass. So uh, <laughs> some yeah. of those that, that, uh what's that human sexuality? Taking that again. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you had to, yeah, yeah, you had to do like for me, if, if it wasn't for summer school, making up classes that I got D's in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and obviously when I transferred, I got an extra year. It was that extra year. That I buckled down and kind of caught up and got everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, for school. Yeah. Cause other than that, boy, I don't know. Cause a lot of dudes I, I went to school with, like they did four years and they didn't graduate, you know. Look, I got an extra year. So I, I graduated four and a half years. So, right. Know? Yeah. So, Not all right. Same boat. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So, what would you say your biggest triumph was in college and what was your biggest failure in college? My biggest triumph, uh, man, it's gonna have to be just finishing. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I finished. Once I finished that, I actually went right into my master's, and uh, that was never even like in the books for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was never written for me to actually do that. Like, cause I, I honestly, I didn't, going into college, I didn't even know. Just to be honest, I didn't know what a master's was, right? So, and it was uh, that was something I never even like on my radar. Um, so just like to be able to finish and go right into that master's degree, man, and finish that was like definitely the biggest triumph. Um, the biggest failure, I would say, uh, probably going back to those classes, like just not being able to focus in like I needed to, mm-hmm. you know, filling some of those classes and having to retake them. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah. Other than that, man, college was a movie for me. Like <laughs> I loved it. Like every bit, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, say it wasn't too many failures from there. It was, it was learning experiences, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, being in college, you know, did your game develop to, you know what I'm saying? To where like you, you thought about the possibility of going to the next level or was it like, I'm good for college level? Yeah, for sure, man. Like I said, I always, I always had that belief that I can do that, move to the next level. Um, but like I said, me coming in and then trying to be in the walk-on piece, it kind of made that journey a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, the opportunity did come for me to transfer out. I was going to transfer because uh, I had a friend who hit me up and said that, you know, they were looking for some new spots and I would come in and get that. And then, 
but that was like the end of my sophomore year. And I was like, kind of like deep into it. This is before the transfer portal and all that, you know, then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on school, school now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and if that's in the car for me later, I'll try to pursue that dream. But right now I'm just, I done bought into the whole education piece of it. So I'm just doing that and really just focusing on my grades, trying to get that back up, back up to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just went from there. But I definitely always felt like I had that opportunity to do that because I'm, I'm playing against guys all the time out here, especially in the Dallas area when they come back home from, you know, from the pros and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. right, right right there with them. I can hang with them and stuff. So. Oh, so then you already thought that you can definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. for sure. Yeah, for sure. I was always felt like I was right there. You know, had that capability, but like you said, this all comes back to the politics piece. Um, that's that one of opportunity being able to get back into there, and I kind of just missed that opportunity. Is really what it was. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. So, what would you say your biggest lesson that you learned in college that you you know, um, you know that you can share? Oh <laughs> uh, man, to um, cease every opportunity, really, and like, but more importantly, to be prepared for it. Um, shout out to like Nipsey and Nipsey always said it opportunity means preparation um, and for me it was that part being the preparation part preparation for me learned it takes you have to like develop that prior you can't just show up and be ready for the opportunity you know what I'm saying so you have to really put in the work prior and that way whenever it does come to you it's like alright I'm here I already know how to do all this now it's just time for me to show you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually that's a hell of a thing you know what I'm saying right. straight up now uh like you're you're hooping obviously with professionals and obviously you know you go through your journey as a basketball player in college what's the next thing for you what happens next obviously you go to masters but are you still hooping at that time are you trying to hoop or is that just after you graduated it was just done uh no i mean so actually i went and tried out for the local g league team uh dallas legends out here at that time it was league. i think only in g league as it is now it was d league yeah yeah well for them um that was kind of a long shot just because uh i didn't know they had switched coaches because i knew the coach prior to that he was kind of like looking out for me trying to see what i had and stuff um but so after that it was just kind of like nah let me go find this this career thing you know what i mean so i ended up having to move back home for a year till i figure out what i was going to do which is uh i ended up becoming a teacher and a coach Mm, okay 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 off the rip you know what i'm saying no, you know, I like that very much, very much. So, yeah, like we were talking about before, um, you finish with school, you go into your master's, and you try to for the G, you know, the G League team in Texas. What happens with the team? Uh, I mean, pretty much they just got that call saying like they, you know, they were looking at some other guards they were bringing in that had just got they just finished school actually. They just got, I guess they, I don't think they were on a like on a 10 day or two way contract. It might have been on on those, like, you know. Ah, uh, I mean? yeah, well, they, yeah, yeah, they got to play them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they got to play them. They were just kind of like, and they were kind of overloaded on that, especially like at my position. So I was just, I mean, that's just what it was. Like, that's the business, like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, no hard feelings. So I just, you know, just kept it moving and yeah, went on from there. I got you. Did you try to go overseas or anything like that? Or you just was like, you know, that was just like after that, I'm, I'm I, I tried and that was it. Yeah, that was pretty much it, man. I was just like, you know, because I, I ain't have no way of even knowing about going overseas at the time, anyways. Like, yeah. I even started. So it was just like, nah, I just kind of just kept it moving from there. I got you. So 
what was the next thing for you? Like, obviously, just going to school? Yeah, so like I said, I ended up uh, going to be uh, a teacher and a coach. So I was doing that for a little while. And uh, that was never in the cards for me either at all. It was just, you know, my mom's was a teacher. So she was like, hey, you know, this might be easy for you to fall into until you do what you really want. And uh, so I did that and it actually worked out being great for me because the connections I've built um, as I went through that process, because I definitely ended up becoming uh, an NBA agent, which is what I'm working on now. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how'd you get into that field? Like, how'd you go from who, I mean, I guess it's, it's not that big of a jump. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, like what made you want to become an agent? Man. So honestly, it's something I've always, uh, I've always wanted to do since I was like, since I figured out what a knew what an agent was like in high school, the thing that held me back was like uh, everything at that time I was reading, you have to go to law school. Mm. Right. And I was just like, man, that's, the, I, I'm really not feeling law school. <laughs> so um, I just went to that avenue of being a coach and a teacher. And I was going to be just, that's going to be probably the rest of my life, honestly. And it wasn't really like my true passion. I wasn't really happy with it. Um, but then uh, Rich Paul came out, shout out to Rich Paul, where, you know, he kind of like defied those boundaries and, you know, just like he didn't go through the whole college piece and law school and all that. And I was like, wow. So I looked more into it around that time. It was like, wow. So I need all, the, I have all the credentials met. I have the master's. I have the degree. I was like, let me go try to take this test. And mm-hmm. from there, man. Hey, I mean, like I said, more people like yourself need to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's hella cool. The fact that you was like, I got my master's, I got, you know, yeah. you know, I got everything, you know what I'm saying? So that's great. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, for real. So, like, if I, if I, if, like I said, if I was in school right now, I would go with something like you, young, hungry, ready yeah. to do, some, ready to make some different kind of noise, you know what I'm saying? So. Appreciate it, man. I just feel like I just finally just found something that connected with me. The passion, like it allowed me to be in sports still, but I can still guide um, these athletes that's coming up and not make the same mistakes that I made, or you know, just outside of that, just helping them reaching their full potential. Like that's what's the most important piece because a lot of them have talent, they don't have the guidance. That's true. That is very true. So now that you, you know, what I'm saying, you are you working with an agency? You doing the independent? Or uh, right now, it? yeah, right now I'm independent. Okay, okay. So you, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like I said, since you're so young, you know a lot of dudes coming out from Texas that, you know, that has the game. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, uh, that, uh, you know, like that can get to wherever, you know, if if it's NBA overseas, G league, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So you're giving them all that guidance and like knowledge to get them to where they need to go. Um, do you want to become like, you know, you want to go with like a conglomerate kind of group? Do you want to be your own thing and just become your own agent or how is it going to work? Man, honestly, like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with trying to plan the future, man. Like, <laughs> Cause it's never worked out for me. Like, you I know, got you. I got you. Like, like, so whatever happens, like, like I said earlier, it's really right now. I'm just preparing for any opportunity that comes. If it's uh me taking off independent, that's what it is. If it's, I get approached by, like you said, a conglomerate agency mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. things and, you know, and it's a good fit, then I'm definitely open to it. No, um, I got you. I got you. I'm not really trying to predict the future anymore, man, because it never works out for me. Like I said, I never had any intentions on being a teacher. Never had any intentions on getting my master's, none of that. So it was just kind of like in God's hands, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to stay prepared. So no, I got you. And like I said, bro, it's fire that, uh, you know what I'm saying, that like you're doing it. I respect the hell out of you so much. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, because people, like I said, bro, like, people need more people like yourself. Hungry, that's been through it. You know, some agents, you know, they they just businessmen, man, like lawyers in the sports field. You know, uh, I mean, it's cause honestly, like I said, it was it was, it was a gift that actually that I went into the education field because it helped me get that compassionate side of it rather than just like you said, just like the business piece of it. I'm a shark. I just want the money. Like, nah, it's <laughs> like, I'm in it for like the kids, like truly, like cause I saw uh-huh. like I mean, I started off coaching as a middle school and like the school I went to, they hadn't won anything ever. And but the talent was there. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. But then, like, my first couple years there, I think we won, like, three championships back-to-back. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. That's all it took was just, like, that guidance, somebody to show love and just be um, consistent for them. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know what I mean? So it kind of just helped me develop that side. So now I'm just bringing that with me into this world. Okay. So now that you obviously being a full-time agent, and that's because you're a full-time agent now, right? Um. Do you have any clients, uh, like you know, that you can talk about, or is everything all kind of on the, on the, sh- you know, can't talk about? It? No, we can mention a little bit. Like I said, I'm working mainly like an NIL space, which is very big right now. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? um, but I'm working with kids that I've known since they were little. That's like that's the, ah okay okay yeah that's the magical part about it, man. So I didn't go just post these kids. It's kind of like so I have a kid at New Mexico State right now. I've been working with, um, he's uh, I've been knowing him since eighth grade. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So you <laughs> see, you did it the smart way. Work with the kids when they're young, so when they get older, boom. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Getting them deals. So that's that's like what you do. Like get kids nil deals. That's man, mm-hmm. that's hella sweet. Damn. But it's, uh, like I said, the main thing is just about. It's not even just about getting nil deals. Really, just helping them. Like that guidance piece. That's the biggest piece, man. Is letting them know they can't get taken advantage of. But then on the flip side of that, it's partnering with some other people to show them like. How to spend that money, or how mm-hmm, to save mm-hmm, money, not to spend mm-hmm. it, how to save that money, just because there are pros is not guaranteed. You have a good chance of going, but it's not guaranteed. Nah, you true. You know what I'm saying? You speaking to the, you speaking to the choir, <laughs> homie. Yeah, you know you what I'm saying? That. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm already. For me, the funny thing is, I got drafted, but I got drafted like 58, 59, and the team that drafted me was like half drafted like four guys. Yeah. In my same position, I'm like, I ain't finna make this goddamn team. Why <laughs> even waste the money, bro? Like, I'm gonna just or waste the time. I'm gonna just, you know, go overseas and start, you know, like making, you know, making paper. And it was like, yeah, I can get you whatever. I was like, my first contract was like for four G's a month or something, five G's a month, whatever it was in, in Bogota, Colombia. All yeah. right, fuck it, let's roll. You hope was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, shit, five G's a month meets beats uh teaching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Some shit, you know, like whatever. I definitely yeah. yeah, no, no, seriously. You know, so like after that, like, you know, then sign contracts to, you know, Poland and, you know, Holland and all these other places. But like, yeah. Um, but I feel you on that, man. Like I said, it's a hell of a journey. Um, what would be your best advice for like the future? Say if you have a kid that's coming up, what would be your best advice to to him? Uh is to be patient. And like, really fall in love with who you are mm-hmm. as a person. Like, you know what I mean, because if you do that, you're not worried about anybody else around you. You know what I'm saying? So you know what your strengths are. You know what your weaknesses are, and just continue to hone in on those. Like, make those strengths better. Make those weaknesses better. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and like I said, just tune out all the noise around you and just focus on your journey because everybody's journey is different. And uh, I think a lot of times, especially like in our culture, we get caught up in watching everybody else around us. 
thinking they were supposed to be doing what they're doing. But it's like, nah, if you just stick to what you're doing, your path is going to lay it for itself. It's going to all fall into place. So, Hell yeah, man. Let's agree with that 100%, bro. <laughs> That's 100% fire. You know what I'm saying? Uh, now, I got one more question for you, Kenneth, and then we, you know, we wrap up everything. Um, at one point of our career, our life, man, we all go through low points, man. You know what I'm saying? In our, you know, like in our career life. So I want to know, like, how did you get out of that low that low place? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. was it family? Was it God? Was it yourself? What was it? Bro, that's a, yes, man, that's a great question. I don't think I've ever been asked that. Um, <laughs> for me, bro, it was, it was, it was all of the above, man. It was, it was family. It was God. It was a therapy. My therapist, who was like super dope. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I was, I was one of the people that was really against therapy at first, especially being like a black male. I was like, I don't need it. Like, you know, hell what yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Getting that big, like that depression wall, man. It was like, it was real. And like, but think about it is when you're in it, you don't even know that you're depressed. You don't even know what to call it. Uh, especially if you're not like, you know, well versed in psychology and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, really. Therapy helped me get out that hole. And then it was the family around me and God, you know, it kind of helped me keep like up that, that that pace in a sense, as far as staying out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's like, you're going to go through all those emotions and it's just about really getting over that hump. And uh, like I said, therapy had to be the main focal point that helped me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have day, honestly. And it's not anything that's wrong with me. I just go to help me fine tune those mental, those mental tools. So I got you. I got you. Man, that's a hell of a thing. Like, you know, yeah, I'm not ashamed to, you know, say that, you know, like I, you know, I go to therapy myself. I go yes. to therapy to this goddamn day. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. man, because you be needing that, man. Like, you know, for myself, it was, you know, like basketball was one thing, and I just didn't have the, you know, after I retired, it was just <clears throat> I didn't know, I, I didn't know what I was without basketball. You know what I'm saying? I've been yeah. playing it for so long and I didn't know what I was. And I was like, man. You know, like, I didn't want to have to keep talking to my parents because my parents is one-sided, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then after that, you know what I'm saying, I lost my best friend who played overseas. You know, cat by name. Yeah, like a cat by name of Billy Knight because he couldn't make that transition. That transition was was fucking hard. It took me years to get over the hump. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, you know, and after that, I was like, you know, my mom, my grandma passed, my mom passed. It was just like a lot of shit going on. Uh, you know, and so I was like, I need somebody to fucking just lay all my shit on. So yeah, man, I feel you, bro. Um, like I said, because I feel like basketball still can still save your life in a sense too, though. Hell yeah, it did. It did. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it got me. You know what I'm saying? How it is, man. Like you know, you come from low income area, come from you know South Central in LA. So like, it got me out of that. You know, without basketball. I don't know where I'd be, be honest. You know what I'm saying? So same here, man. It was for me, it was I don't that ambition of basketball is what drove me to go to yeah. college. Okay, if if I didn't play basketball, I probably never went to college, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's same. It's same. I think for a lot yeah. of us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. I think a lot of yeah. us like basketball got us out of the hood, got us to college, got us, you know, some right. people to the NBA, some people overseas, some people to college, you know. It got us a lot of places. And obviously it taught us a lot, you know, growing up in it, you know. So oh yeah. Like your yeah. work ethic is probably more than the average, you know, agent because guess what? You do worked hard your whole life, you know what I'm saying, and hooping. So it's, yeah, like in my professions that I've been in, man, it's really just 
having that mindset of doing your job and you surprised mm-hmm. how far it gets you. It's not even having to go above and beyond. It's just playing your role. Like, you know, that in basketball. Play your role to the best of your ability. And it's the same thing in the work life. Just play your role to the best of your ability and watch how far it gets you. Agreed. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Well, please, K, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out where people can find you, social media, uh, you know, if they're in Texas, you know what I'm saying? Any of our fans in Texas, please, you know, they can talk to you, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. So I'm on Instagram at uh, K underscore Harlow, H-A-R-L-O-W. Um, Twitter, I believe it's uh, I-G-E-E-Z-Y, Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? I grew up, I grew up around the young Jeezy area, so um, I kind of took that, that nickname from him. Love um, young Jeezy. Yeah, love Jeezy. <laughs> so that's the Twitter handle. Um, but, yeah, other than that, you know, I'm on Facebook. Like I said, I'm, you know, I'm from the older cats, you know, when Facebook first started out. So uh, I'm just Kenneth Griner on, under, uh, on Facebook, so. Yeah, you can find me on those in Dallas. Anybody's in Dallas, just hit me up. I'm not hard to find at all, for real. So I've been right here for almost over 20 years now. So I'm pretty pretty known. So somebody should know me at some point, or they know somebody who knows me. So, yeah. Look, and for our audience who's just listening, Kendall's still shining. Got the you know nice little shining necklace on him, you know. I keep it subtle today, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it, it's nice and subtle, but still like you know a little bit of a like yeah, I'm still shining even when I'm subtle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well you can follow me at Travis W Reed on Instagram. Uh, that's R E E D Travis W and Travis W Reed on Facebook. I got a Twitter. I'm I'm not on it as much as I am on Facebook and Instagram, but I have a Twitter, uh, Travis. Uh, Travis Reed UCLA, you know, so like you find me on there. I'm, I'm on Twitter there. Um, yeah, and like I said, I, I post all the time on my social media. So if you need anything, like if you're looking for anything, looking for like connects. Um, also, uh, if you're looking for that Travis Reed merch, please DM me on uh, DM me or message me, and I will write you back. I'll send it off, send it off to you. I know I got a couple orders behind, you know, so I got to send off to a couple people. So yeah, please follow me up. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll talk to y'all later. Oh, before I forget, um, shout out to uh, Believe Network. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for they about to put your boy, but maybe uh, on the uh, Sirius XSFM. You know, like you know for for the network. So we'll see. We're getting there. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make it big, bro. So we'll see what happens. Big All right. Yep. Yep. All right. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.